Uh, one of the things that uh, happens in Christendom is uh, guilt and condemnation. And I was explaining on Friday evening how people who um, live in guilt can never live in faith. And guilt is something that gets into people's lives um, basically because of their past. You don't need your memory healed. You need to learn how to forget your past. You can't change what's gone. You can live different today and have a glorious future. Uh, the past is gone. Uh, it's no good regretting the past. You can't do anything about it. Your past is your past. And that's why Paul, when he talks to Christians, he says, forget those things that are behind. And if you remember the things that are behind, you can never really live by faith at all. Uh, that is the snare of many, many people. They always live looking backwards. And if you live walk, looking backwards, you walk into a lamppost or some other thing. Uh, lots of people end up, Jesus said, if you put your hand on the plow and turn back and look back, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. Uh, the reason you won't be fit for it is you live in the past. Christians aren't meant to live that way. They live with a future. All over the world, they're trying to live in the past. Uh, you find it's politically correct now to apologize for the past. Um, Paul, when he writes to the Corinthian church, if you turn with me to Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 11. Would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly, indeed bear with me, for I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy that I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. For I suppose I was not a whit behind the very chiefest apostles. But though I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. Have I committed an offense in abasing myself that you might be exalted? Because I have preached to you the gospel of God freely. I have robbed other churches, taking wages of them to do you service. And so on. I want to look at it uh, at verse 3. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. That's craftiness. So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. If someone comes preaching another Jesus, or you receive another spirit, or another gospel, and, and there are three things. You know, it's very important to understand that another Jesus is preached very often. 
A lot of people go and they get the wrong Jesus. And Jesus is truth. And the spirit of truth. And one thing that happens when Christ comes and you have the real Jesus, the true Jesus, Jesus the Son of God, co-equal with God, and you have the real Jesus, not another Jesus, it does fundamental things in your life, transforms your inward being. He is the spirit of truth, of life, and of love. And he brings his nature within. Jesus Christ, when he comes inside, he transforms the human nature. And do understand that there is no sense in which you can have anything but uh, partaking of a divine nature. And that divine nature, when you partake of it, is totally divine. And you know it's not natural. You know that God has done something so transforming inside of you that you're not the person you were born and you know that you've received of God. Now, if you don't know that, you've got the wrong Jesus. When you're born from above, it is life transforming. There is no sense in which you can have a duality. And the idea and notion that you can have two natures is absurd. You become a partaker of the divine nature. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And Jesus Christ comes in. And that Jesus, he's so clear. Now, he's not clear in humanistic terms. If you're a humanist and you want the kind of nonsense of humanism, that is not it. This all lovey-dovey, anything goes, is not part of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, he is the spirit of truth. He does not live in a twilight zone of compromise. When he was on earth, he never compromised. He was absolutely straight in what he believed. He never ever kowtowed to the political people of his day. He didn't kowtow to the the religious people of his day, he was totally and completely clear in what he believed and he was open about the wrongness of what was going on. Christianity without a voice is not Christianity at all. A Christian who can be a silent witness is no witness. <coughs> Don't believe that you if you're truly born from above and the life of God is in you, you could remain silent as to the morality, the life and the reality of Jesus Christ. You can't. And if you can, I doubt very much that you have anything of God in you. There is a total uncompromising spirit. When you partake of the divine nature, you partake of the life of God, and the life of God demands truth. Is that plain? There is no sense in which you can have a compromising attitude. There just is no compromise. The idea and notion that people put out very often that, oh, well, you know, 
anything goes. That's why you can't be politically correct as a Christian. Never. The reason you can't be politically correct is because the spirit of truth lives within you. And when he lives within you, you can't be politically correct. You stand up in a crooked and perverse generation and you declare the truth and you're against that which is false. And you're not a silent majority. You're a vocal voice. That's why Jesus Christ said, if you tarry and you receive the Holy Ghost, you'll become a witness. Now a witness is someone who speaks. We've got to stand up for what we believe. And if you've got the true Jesus, one of the first things that happens is you have an inability to remain silent about the truths of God. If the Holy Ghost has got hold of you. And if that's not so, forget it. What you've got is another Jesus. Was that plain? No. All gone quiet. See? Are you as dumb as that? Is that plain? The idea of, oh, I'm a silent witness. It's the preaching of the gospel that's the power of God unto salvation, and you've got to share the truths of God. You shouldn't be ashamed of it. If there's shame in you because of Christ, and you're ashamed of him before men, Jesus said, if you won't confess me before men, I won't confess you before my Father. That's pretty plain, isn't it? Why won't he confess you? Because you've got the wrong Jesus. We're here to be world changers, life changers. We're not here to be people that don't have any influence or effect. We're here to change things. God put us on the earth to do something. God didn't just leave us on the earth when we got saved so we could be kind of nice people. There's a lot of nice people out there. There are a lot of worldly people who are very kind of pacifist uh, and, you know, oh, and everything goes. And you've got to understand lifestyles. A Christian understands that the Word of God puts a standard of truth there and there's a law of God and that's it. There's a way of living that's acceptable to Christ and outside of that is totally unacceptable and we will not compromise with it. It is not acceptable to be a drug addict. It is not acceptable to mess with recreational drugs. It is not acceptable to live a life which is alien to God's desire and plan. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable to have breakdown of family. 
It's not acceptable for gays to adopt children. Doesn't matter what the law of the land says, it matters what the law of God says. And we do not have to bow to that which violates our beliefs and God's word. We don't have to accept what demands that we prostitute our faith. And it makes it quite clear the subtlety of the serpent keeps coming along and saying, oh, well, you know, oh, you're kind of those people. You're right wing. We're not right wing. We're on the right side. God's side. What God says is true. But they denigrate people who have morals now. You're, you're held up to ridicule in the world. You're held up to ridicule if you accept God's word. Well, it's time for Christians to stand up and say we will not be persecuted for standing up for what is true in Christ. We have a right to our religious beliefs and you have no right to violate them. And if we don't stand up and begin to declare it, we're going to lose more and more ground to the subtlety of the serpent who's trying to make everything acceptable. It's time the people of God stood up and say it's wrong. We shouldn't all kowtow and say, oh, well, you know. Um, but if you stand up, you're going to be ridiculed. But it's time we took the contradiction of sinners and we took the ridicule of people and we said, look, this is what we believe. We shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel. We shouldn't be ashamed of what we believe. We don't have to hide. We're not going to run. We're not going to compromise. We're not going to bow down. We're not going to be enslaved. And we're not going to be deceived, as Paul puts it, by the subtlety of Satan. But I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. It's so easy. The world today bombards us with their lying thoughts. They want us to accept their values, their standards. We don't. They want us to accept their lies. We do not. They want us to accept their excuses. We do not. It's not a political question. It's a Christian question. We belong to Christ. This is the true Jesus. This is what he taught. We're not ashamed of him. We believe and we're prepared to live and to die for what we believe. And if you haven't got that spirit in you, you don't belong to Christ. Not the true Christ. There's got to be an uncompromising faith. And the trouble is I find so many Christians, they're beguiled by the world. They're beguiled by the lies. They're beguiled by the propaganda. And they say, oh, well, you know, yeah, but you've got to understand people. You've got to accept them as they are. Stuff and nonsense. I don't accept it. 
Either the Bible's true and God is true. Or what we're doing is we're just believing a load of mythology and we might as well abandon everything. There are no values. And the church has got to come to a place where you make up your mind. You know, society's bringing us and forcing us into a place where we're going to have to make a stand. And if you want this kind of nice, well, it doesn't matter type thing. It does matter, doesn't it? Doesn't it matter to you? I don't want my children or my grandchildren, should I say, bored up believing lies. I don't want them bored up believing in the wrong Jesus, the wrong gospel. I don't want them bored up in a watered down kind of society of animalistic beliefs. I want them bored up to believe in the living God and in his values and in his truth. And it's time we rose up to fight. If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight, imagine what we could do. We could stir the pond. Hmm? And you know, what can they do? Once you get a voice, they're in trouble. You see, the only way they've kept a voice is no one's prepared to fight them. That's the way they keep a voice. People are afraid. They don't want to be branded. But you're going to get branded sooner or later. You might as well face it unless you give up and you say, well, you know, we'll keep quiet. Christians have a right. I have a right to believe what I believe. They can't rob me of it. It's true. The book is true. Verse 12 of this chapter. But I, what, what I do, that will I do, that I may cut off occasion from them that desire occasion, that wherein they glory they may be found even as we. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. I say again, let no man think me a fool, if otherwise, yet as a fool receive me, that I may boast myself a little. That which I speak, I speak not after the Lord, but as it were foolishness in this confidence of boasting. Seeing that you glory after the flesh, I will glory also. For you suffer fools gladly, seeing you yourselves are wise. For you suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. I'm speaking as concerning reproach. And he goes on and he speaks. He said, look, why is it you guys suffer fools gladly? Why do you compromise? Why do you accept things that are so obviously wrong? What's wrong with you people? 
And Paul says, look, I'm not speaking as from God. I'm just, uh, and he goes into a bit of satire. And he pokes fun at them. I mean, what's the purpose in, in receiving a fool? Do you know our whole society has been driven by lies? And, and it, it started small, but it's getting bigger. Our media is driven by lies. Started small, but the lies are getting bigger. Have you noticed that? Everything's getting more and more outrageous. And the moment someone stands up, his lapoon, you know, they, they get at him and they say, ah, you know, look at him, extremist. Not extreme, we're just good old-fashioned simple Christians who happen to believe that what God says is true. You're not extreme if you believe the Bible. You're an extremist if you don't. Something's going wrong. And the wrong is that no longer are things right and wrong in our society, but it's we'll accept you no matter what. We're not a bunch of compromising people. We have firm beliefs. I'm not ashamed of our school. It's a fantastic school. I'm not ashamed of our Bible college. It's the best in the country. I'm not ashamed of what we're doing. I'm not ashamed of the values we hold as a church. If we might be a voice crying in the wilderness, but there are other voices out there too crying. There are a lot of people who are sick. And I'll tell you, the majority of the population are looking for an answer. They don't know where the answer is, but they're looking for it. Most people are decent, hard-working people who have values and value their family and value their children and value society, and they don't like what's going on either. And this Christmas is a Christmas time where we don't want the subtlety of the serpent to beguile us. Hey, the truths we've believed always are the same. There's right and there's wrong. We don't have to be postmodernist. We don't have to be part of this society who wants to tell us everything's all right. You've got to accept it. We want to be what we are. And we want our voice to be heard. Church, find your voice. Stop compromising and stop hiding and start facing up to things. I want the good old days back where there was integrity and decency. I want the good old days back where when someone lied, they were finished. I want the simplicity back into society. We should not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We shouldn't be ashamed of our values, our standards. Do you know, that's what I find with a lot of Christians. They're almost afraid to stand up and say what they believe. They're afraid to stick their head above the parapet because they know they're going to be attacked for the values they hold. What I'm suggesting is you find a voice, your voice, to speak out and say there are values 
that God lays down and we want to hold them. And everywhere you go, you can influence people. You can wake people up. And if another, enough people get woken up, it can change our society. It takes one voice. Do you know, I'm glad that Winston Churchill won the thing of the most famous Britain. You know, Winston Churchill, there was something about that man. You know, he wasn't a Christian, but he had principles. Not sure what they were. But one thing he did, he hated Nazism. He hated Hitler and everything it stood for. And he galvanized a nation with one speech. Churchill, thank God we had him. Saved Europe. One man. God raises up men at a certain time. Uh, and that's God's job, to raise them up. But the church of Jesus Christ always stands. Do you know the church of Jesus Christ needs a few heroes? with the ability and the boldness to stand up. All around the world, we need people to stand up and say, hey, you know, we are not ashamed of our gospel. We want the true gospel, we want the true Jesus, and we want to walk in the right spirit. And we don't want to bow to the subtlety of the serpent. We don't want to get watered down. Years ago, when I was coming to driving someone to church, person turned to me in the car and they said you know if you'd only water down what you preach and you wouldn't be so strong on things then you'd get a lot more people in your church and I said over my dead body truth is true what God says is true it's what I believe I'd rather die than water down what I believe might be illegal according to the crooks but I tell you it's true we, are, we have a right to believe our truth. We need to find a voice. And Paul wrote to the Corinthian church and he said, listen, you need to find the right voice. Got to stand up for what is true. There are false apostles gone out. Uh, verse 13, false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. These are the people that take the gospel and pervert it and tell you, ah, oh, yeah, but it doesn't mean that. Got to be prepared to stand up for truth. It's coming. The war is afoot. Well, we were singing. Our Christ is a victorious Christ. What are we worried about? Okay, there might be a little fight, but we can win. Fight the good fight of faith. We haven't got to bow down to what's untrue. We haven't got to back off. We really haven't. What can you do about it? We can preach Christ. 
We can lift up the standards and values of Jesus Christ. And we have a special God. His name is Jesus. Lord of Lords, King of Kings. And we have special values. It's called the Word of God. And we have special ways of living. It's called living in truth. And we have special life. It's called the life of God. And we have a secret. It's called partaking of a divine nature. And we have a power. It's called the power of the Holy Ghost. And we have gifts. They're gifts of the Spirit given unto men. And we have anointing. It's the anointed one, Jesus Christ. And we have life more abundant. And we have something they're jealous and envious of and want to rob us of. And they want to take away the truth that gives us the life. And they want to take away the life that's brought us into the truth. And we need to fight for both. We need to wake up. And we need not to be ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this Christmas time, it's a time where we want to lift up our heads. There's a lot of decent people out there who are waiting for decent people to stand up and do a decent job, bringing decency back to our society. The notion that the world doesn't want us is wrong. The world just wants someone who's at least honest. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? This is Christmas time. Carol concert are coming. Invite people along. Let people know. Get out there and speak up for what is true. Be a witness. If you claim you're full of the Holy Ghost, start witnessing. If you can't be a witness, then... You surely haven't got the right spirit. Be real. Okay?